Hey guys, so for this week's episode, Thomas and I had a little bit more of a serious topic. The stories and descriptions that we include in this episode, we do talk about mental health and suicide. I just wanted to give all of you a heads up before this episode started, just in case any of those subjects might be a little emotional, or if any of you had had any experience with either of those subjects or anything related to it. Um, yeah, I just wanted to give you guys a heads up about it. Next week, we're going to have another guest, so it'll be back to lightheartedness and just kind of being our goofy selves again. This week, we just had a slightly different approach to the episode. So yeah, without further ado, here is episode three of Perspective. We live. Okay, so you timed that perfectly. Good job, because it just came up on the the reader when you started talking. We ballin'. So this episode is going to be a little bit different, at least in the beginning. Um, as you can tell, I guess you wouldn't really be able to if they hadn't spoken yet, but this one is just Thomas and I. So. Hey guys, I wasn't in the last episode, but uh, yeah, so I'm here now. There's no guest on this one. Um, it's just going to be Thomas and I. Thought we'd go back to our roots for another episode really quickly. Yeah, we freeballing out here again. Because there was an important story I feel like I wanted to share. And Thomas doesn't know about this yet. So yeah, similar. When do I ever know anything? I, I honestly don't know what's going on half the time. I was going to say similar to episode one. You're kind of in the dark a little bit because yeah. you don't know the subject. But honestly... In a certain weird sense, I feel like it's kind of better like that sometimes. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's better to be surprised and, like, go off of, like, your first thoughts versus, like, you had time to think about what you say. Like, that's not really genuine. We want this to be genuine. So. Yeah. I mean, and it also, too, is this is a subject that I literally thought about, I think, yesterday, maybe. Um, yeah, I think you were telling me about a little bit yesterday. The like subject was, was during the day, but the mm -hmm. story that I'm about to start with came at like one in the morning because oh. I don't know how I got down this rabbit hole, but it was just a really interesting subject. And I thought that I would start it out with this it. way. I'm ready. So for those of you out there, but also this is a direct question towards you. So you saw the Zack Snyder Justice League, right? Yes, I did. Granted, do I remember all of it? I remember the changes. I don't remember like the whole movie because yeah. it was four hours long. So it's not so much the movie that's important, but it's okay. a story behind the movie. Okay. So for those of you that don't know, um, Zack Snyder is responsible for a lot of what DC has produced on the big screen so far. So how Marvel has the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Zack mm -hmm. Snyder, even though it's not official, is responsible for, because they're in rebuild mode right now. Mm-hmm. Zack Snyder is responsible for the pre-rebuild mode. All the basically all those DC movies: Man of Steel, Batman vs Superman, The Flash. Well, that movie hasn't come out yet, but like that character, he's oh, responsible yeah. well, for Flash, Wonder Woman, all those other movies. He didn't direct Wonder Woman. Well, but, but the, the DC universe, that yeah. universe, yeah. essentially, he is credited with kind of building to what it is today. Mm -hmm. um, but the story behind Zack Snyder's Justice League is that in 2017, I believe, they released Justice League, which was originally his project, but he had to step away 
mm-hmm. for personal reasons. I think I've talked to you about this before. Um, I'm going to bring it back up to you okay. in case you forgot about it. But in 2017, the original Justice League came out. It bombed. A lot of people hated it yes. because it was way goofier than it should have been. Mm-hmm. People felt that like these characters um, were... Because the director, Josh Whedon, Joss Whedon, the director of the first two Avengers movies, he stepped in to take over after mm-hmm. Zack left. And there were a bunch of different edits, and a lot of people thought that the direction that Joss took it was inappropriate in the sense of what Zack had built, because he incorporated a lot of Marvel's goofiness and comedy and jokes into it, and a lot of people hated that. Yeah. So after that movie came out, and it bombed, and people just saw kind of what a dumpster fire it was, Mm -hmm. this movement on Twitter and kind of just throughout social media started called hashtag release the Snyder cut. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you, do you remember? Yeah, I remember that. So, but getting back to the original point of why I bring this up. So the reason that Zach stepped away from working on Justice League in the first place was because his daughter, Autumn, committed suicide. I do remember you telling me this now. And I never, because obviously something like that is a very personal subject mm-hmm. and a lot of information about that doesn't really get released mm-hmm. most of the time. People, in, because that's the context of this, and people of importance like that, like directors, athletes, stuff like that, mm-hmm. they don't really share a whole lot of details with it. Yeah. But last night, for whatever reason, I was watching um, some clips from Zack Snyder's Justice League and it kind of reignited Reignite's not the right word, but like it made me think of the story again. So I kind of did a little investigative work, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have an article pulled up, and all fancy. And it was Zach talking about what happened, basically, because after his daughter passed, he was going to continue directing the movie and working with everybody on it, but mm-hmm. he felt like understandably obviously he needed to spend that time with his family and kind of step away from directing at that point um because also i didn't know this right if i did it it's been a minute since i've remembered um he's a father of eight kids dang i had no idea and i think a decent number of them are like he adopted them with his wife wow um so autumn is actually zach is white he's american but autumn is i believe japanese forgive me i know she's asian i can't i'm pretty sure she's japanese you can just say that but i don't i okay so she's asian you can just say yeah um but i found an article that talked about kind of not only what he was going through but he shared some insight as to what she said to him or what her feelings were Wow. kind of because she so she battled with depression mm-hmm. and um in this interview zach talked a little bit about what him and his wife had heard from her leading up to the days where she passed mm-hmm. so i just wanted to read a little bit about that because so the topic of this podcast so the first one was centered around patience, and then mm-hmm. two was 
um, centered around culture. Even though Zuri and I talked a lot about culture, it mm-hmm. was more towards the latter half of it because we talked about her teaching and everything. But mm-hmm. the subject for this podcast, which I talked to Thomas about yesterday, and this was something that I thought of spur of the moment, but after we went in depth with it a little bit, I thought it was a really important and interesting subject for us mm-hmm. to cover. Um, but the subject matter for this episode is weakness. And here is what Autumn said to her father shortly before she took her life. So in an interview with Vanity Fair, Zach told them that his daughter was always wondering about her worth, Mm -hmm. asking questions like, what is my worth? What am I supposed to do? And what am I about? Mm -hmm. And Autumn from what I read in the article, Autumn was a very like creative and expressive person. She took after her dad in that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, she, I don't remember the specifics, but he talked about, I think she also developed some of her own characters and wow. she was very artsy and mm-hmm. expressive. Um, but like I just read and what Zach told Vanity Fair, she had this question on her mind about, what we've talked about too in the past, which is who am I and what am I doing here? Mm -hmm. Um, And later on in the article, it says that Zach, while talking to her, it says Snyder constantly assured Autumn that her life had immeasurable worth. The conversation was like, of course you're amazing. Zach added, what do you mean you're worth? You're worth more than anything in the world. And she would just be like, yeah. And kind of like brush past it. Yeah. Um, and at the end of Zach's Justice League, I don't know if you remember, I didn't really remember it. I kind of had to, through my research, it reminded me of it. But mm-hmm. at the end of, I believe, the final scene, because there's like two post-credit scenes or something. Uh, I didn't know that, actually. Yeah, at the end, I think, of the final scene, one or one of the scenes, it says, For Autumn, pops up on the screen. Mm. So... Zach's whole thing, and I can close the laptop now because I yeah. think that was all of that that I wanted to read about. But yeah. Zach's whole thing was that he took the time and stepped away from directing to focus on and spend time with his family, which obviously yeah. nobody blames him for because yeah. in a very, very dark time, they all kind of needed each other. Yeah, of course. Um, but he said that part of the reason that he came back was because while he was working on Justice League and kind of this project as a whole, his daughter was a very big source of his inspiration. Mm -hmm. And because of her creative personality and her drive to create these characters, he thought that it would be a really good homage to her to finish what he started, Mm -hmm. so to speak. Um, Well, real quick, let me ask... How old was Autumn when she passed? Do you know? Like, was oh. she young? Was she like twenty? I think I'm. I think this is correct. Don't quote me on it. I think mm. she was seventeen. Damn or her. let me look it up. <laughs> it's gonna kill him. Now. I want to. I want to be accurate. Be accurate yeah, but that's just like that's very sad to hear about the story. I remember you telling me about it a couple of years ago, but I do kind of relate on that kind of subject of um not feeling like not 
not having a worth just experiencing like that kind of death in uh family or just like in people's lives just because you know any death in general is very hard on many people um especially a death of you know taking your own life that's very hard um i feel like that's very hard out of all deaths in my opinion but that's just my opinion i'm not saying like any death is not worth the same as like suicide but like it's just suicide is just a this is a thing that's just very sad in general i i don't really know how to like wrap my head around it sometimes i'm not saying like i just don't understand it it's just very very sad to i mean even talk about it sometimes but i mean sometimes you have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable so yeah um well we're definitely gonna get into that that was yeah. kind of the spark of what i was talking about but sincere apologies she is chinese i just okay. saw and looking it up and she was 19 when she died Dang, still really young though yes very very young um but yeah, so the reason I bring that story up and what I kind of wanted to, the discussion I kind of wanted to spawn from it mm-hmm. was more so the subject matter, I guess, of mental health. And mm-hmm. part of the reason that I thought of the topic of weakness in the first place, because mm-hmm. you know this because I talked to you about it, but obviously... We're here to tell whoever else is listening about this. But I had this very bad and unfortunate sequence of thoughts pop into my head a couple days ago where, because you know me, but for the people listening, I, not so much recently, but I have pretty bad anxiety. I've dealt with some form of mental affliction in my life. Um, I know that they take many different forms, depression, anxiety, a slew of others. Mm -hmm. Um, But I've had my bouts with more so, I guess, depressive thoughts than actually Mm -hmm. the diagnosis of depression because obviously there's people out there that that doesn't end for them or it goes on for a really long time. But you still have your challenges though. Yeah. Um, I just, the only reason I bring that up is because I don't want to, Yeah, I I don't want to say something and then people be like, well, that doesn't constitute. No, I know what you're saying. Yeah, I know. Um, Yeah, the other day at work, it just randomly popped into my head that for whatever reason, I believed that the problems that I was going through and some of the problems that I'm still going through I just, for whatever reason, thought of it as a weakness and something that I would think is perceived to other people as just being an annoyance mm-hmm. and something that maybe would turn people off to, like, because keeping in consistency with sort of what we talked about in the first episode, this idea of being more expressive and just kind of showing people, hey, this is what I'm feeling right now. Yeah. For the most part, I feel like, and I know that there's a whole conversation that could be had about it, talking about how sad you are or if you have some negative thoughts or intrusive thoughts that come to your head, Mm -hmm. a lot of people, when you bring that up, are kind of, I don't want to say turned off by it because people are considerate, and I'm not going to say that there's just no good people out there, Mm -hmm. but I, I think it's safer to say that when you bring up stuff like that, people don't really have much of a response because Mm -hmm. it's so alarming and it's such a sensitive subject that there isn't really something specifically that you can say 
that would just be like, you know what? Like, that is silly of me to think something like that. Yeah. Um, well, it's just kind of bringing up topics that are, quote unquote, like considered sad to many people or just kind of considers just like a touchy subject in general is really hard to talk about. Um, not in the sense of like the, where was I going with this? Not in the sense that it's just people don't really, what am I trying to say? It's not weird in the sense that like people just don't want to hear it. It's more like people just don't know, like you said, know how to respond to it sometimes. And I also think it's about like the situation you bring it up. Like, for example, if you are talking to me just at work and you talk about like the subject or like talk about like how you sad you are, like obviously I'm going to still try to console you and like help you out. But in a, like a work setting is kind of like not really the best place to do it. Um, or even just like, I think like, Sometimes the r- most random places are good places to talk about it, but sometimes it's not. You kind of have to like pick and choose what the places are. Like we had so many conversations at night playing video games of like deep conversations just randomly. We were just playing video games. We were just talking. Um, or sometimes like we were just like eating dinner or just like we're sitting on the couch just chilling and we just talk about this stuff. Um, I think those are times where like – it's quote unquote more welcoming, I guess, or easier to talk about because you guys are kind of just sitting in a vulnerable state with each other versus like at work, we're on high alert at school or high alert, um, just environments like that. Um, and yeah, it's just, I don't know, weakness. I wouldn't consider that, some people consider that a weakness. You You thought for a second like it was a weakness and I don't really think it is a weakness, but that is very subjective to people. Because you consider it a weakness. To me, I don't really consider that a weakness. I consider that, honestly, a strength. Like, it's kind of hard to talk about things like that in general. To bring it up to other people. To have the strength to tell people. Because I know myself, I don't have the strength to do that. I don't have the strength to just talk about things like that all the time. Um, to you, it's different. Because we're really close that I can literally just talk to you about anything. But if people listening to this podcast if they don't really like know me super well or if they think they do i'm pretty sure everyone knows me pretty well but they don't hear this side of me of like the conversations that i have with him or like the thoughts that i have or like you know the things that like we don't really like verbally say like we just have it in the back of our brains so yeah um i there was something I was going to say while you were talking about that. Um, I think you kind of hit on it a little bit, which was in that moment I consider it a weakness right now, thinking back on it. And even, like, honestly, shortly thereafter, I thought to myself, just, that was silly. I don't know why mm-hmm. I thought that in the first place. But it's good, I think, to either vocalize or just accept the fact that I had that thought in the first place, mm-hmm. but then look at it and be like, that was dumb. I shouldn't look at it that way. Mm-hmm. And the reason I bring up the Autumn, the Autumn Snyder story is because, and I'm not calling her weak, yeah. because obviously I wouldn't do that. That's yeah. stupid. But it's something that I look at and I just say, because it did, the article didn't specify, and I... Like I said, I think that's one of those details that's just kind of like non-disclosed that yeah, people yeah. won't really talk about. But we don't know how long she was going through her bout of depression. Mm-hmm. But kind of what you were alluding to was that in my 
moments of just kind of being in my depths and yeah, the low lows, I yeah. consider those points weaknesses. Mm-hmm. But what you were saying and one of the points that I was going to get to was that strength is a byproduct of it because yeah. people people all around the world, thousands and thousands of people go through this stuff all the time. Yeah. And they still find the strength and the courage really to put their head down and kind of try their hardest to go about living their daily lives. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it gets the best of them. Mm -hmm. And that just comes with being human and being who we are. Um, Part of the human condition is just feeling these emotions. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think that weakness in the subject in general and strength that comes from it, I think is something really important that I kind of wanted to talk about because Mm -hmm. especially from my experience, but also stories like autumn and others that I've heard, there are just like a plethora of examples Mm -hmm. that demonstrate, even though in the end, maybe things don't work out, the perseverance and the strength that these people have throughout their journey, I think is something that is super, super, super admirable Mm -hmm. and we need to commend more people for it. Yeah. Um, it's kind of interesting you bring up the idea, or not the idea, but just the concept of, well, I guess idea and concept is the same thing. Anyways, um, the topic of like feeling your emotions, because feeling your emotions is what a lot of people think. I mean, some people, um, I'm one of those people um, that consider is a weakness. Um, I don't really believe feeling your emotions is a weakness, but I guess I have like a built in or nurtured lifestyle of like feeling your emotions is a type of weakness um just because of like how i was raised in my family like my family is um the type of people that don't really show emotions or like don't really express emotions so whenever i did express emotions or like show emotions or verbalize how i felt it was kind of overlooked and not really I guess addressed a lot of times. So I kind of had to like shove, shove those emotions down and just kind of like go about my day and just live with them. Um, And like, I'm slowly working on that a little bit better now, but it's interesting because like, I know there, I'm not the only one out there that believes that feeling emotions is quote unquote a weakness. Um, Because feeling emotions is important in any process, any process of grieving, any process of, um, accepting reality, um, in any case. And I think we have to start understanding that even though it could be considered a weakness, it's not just a weakness at all, honestly, if that makes any, it probably doesn't make any sense. But what I'm trying to We're say, talking through it, <laughs> what I'm working. trying to say is that emotions Feeling your emotions can be seen as a weakness for some people, but an ultimate uh, ultimatum. It's or wow, words, English. See what I mean? Yeah, I every see what you mean. every episode, the English language <laughs> just slaps us in the face. Yeah, and it really I does. Don't understand I'm why? Fumbling my words because I'm sorry. This is a really serious yeah, subject, I know, I know. but we we do this stuff off 
podcast, yeah. just in general, this never happens. But yep. as soon as we turn this on and we cut the mics on, blah, 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 we just don't make any sense. And I don't understand why. You but, start speaking alien language. Yeah, but sorry to cut you no, off. You're that good. Was very what important. I was trying to say is that I think I got my words together now. Feeling your emotions and emotions in general is never a weakness. It is a sign of strength and is a sign of who you are and it's expressing of how you feel because how else is people supposed to understand how you feel? How is this people trying to help you supposed to understand what you like, what you're going through? Like you didn't know what I was going through like years ago with the situation that I was in because I didn't tell you. Um, and I, expected you to help me or like I wanted you to help me but I but you couldn't because you didn't know what I, what I was going through so I had to learn things of like expressing those emotions and I think the problem is the reason why I didn't like express emotions or like some people didn't express those emotions is because the fear of being uncomfortable um the fear of like talking about something super serious and not knowing what to say and sometimes you don't really need to say anything whenever people express those things to you or like talk to you sometimes they just need someone to listen if you if you didn't go there i was about to say that because that is such an important part of my perspective on this entire situation is that and i think where we are today is a lot better than what we were maybe 10 years ago yeah. or something like that because this issue of mental health and talking through things and addressing mm-hmm. certain concerns in one's life has definitely, there's been progress since, mm-hmm. like I said, maybe the past 10 years or so. But my whole standpoint, and I've been pretty consistent about this throughout whenever I talk to anybody about something along this subject matter, is that there are trained professionals out there. There are mm. therapists. Sometimes people aren't as willing to go there because mm-hmm. a they might even see that as being like, "Well, that's just dumb. I don't want to go, like, pay money to talk to somebody. That's that just seems weird to me." Mm-hmm. Because therapy is not for everybody. I've mm-hmm. been to therapy. I, I think you've been to therapy. Mm-hmm. It helped me, and it helped me for the reason that why I have this consistent belief about this. Mm-hmm. Just having somebody to talk to really helps sometimes. It really does. And I know that some of the crux of the issue sometimes is that these people that are going through these really hard and dark, difficult times is that they believe they don't have somebody to talk to. Mm -hmm. And I have a message for it at the end of whenever we stop this podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll say it now, but I suppose then I could just reiterate it at the end. But... Even if you don't know somebody super well, you might not like somebody super well, if ever there comes a point where you feel like they're not themselves, regardless of, like I said, how they might treat you or how they might act towards you, mm-hmm. because people are fighting battles all the time, every day, yeah. that you might just never know about, and you were talking about that earlier, but honestly, and just speaking from my experience, like I said, I know it doesn't work for everybody, but... It's worked for me. I know it's worked for you sometimes. Just honestly, having somebody there to talk about these things is mm-hmm. so much more impactful and powerful than I think people really realize. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Just because a lot of people feel scared of like talking about things just because they feel like they're going to get an answer back. And like some people 
don't really need an answer. Some people feel like they, if they get an answer, they feel like they're, I guess, problems. It's like way simpler than like it is. And like, it shouldn't be made to deal with it because of how fast an answer is given. Um, but like in reality, you shouldn't really have to give answers all the time. Like I know from my therapy sessions, I would just talk and my therapist would just sit there, wouldn't say a single word and would just say, see you next week. That's it. And like, sometimes I actually honestly liked that. I would walk out and like, honestly, I felt way better. And that's the same thing with, um, talking to friends. Like if you don't want to go through therapy and like you have friends like that, like, um, one of my friends, she actually called me, what did I say? Thursday, yesterday after my class, she texted me. She was like, are you busy right now? I said, I'm in class, but I get out in five minutes. What's up? She said, I just need to talk. I said, go for it. I'll call you in like five minutes after I get class. Called on the phone with her. She was freaked out about um, the future and stuff like that. And I just had to like, in this case, she was just venting and then she just like stopped and she needed like some way to like calm her down. All I did was tell her like two quotes, two things, and it calmed her down. I didn't really need to say much because sometimes over uh wow sometimes saying too much is more detrimental than you know just saying a few things and being done with it um and it's funny that i actually watched this other podcast the other day it was like a clip of it um where it's the it was logan paul's podcast funny enough um it had Shaq and it had um i i, I think if at some point, I was going to try and work this into conversation, yeah. actually. So I know you're going with it. Um, it's a video. It's a clip of Shaq, and he's talking to, I don't know his name. The who was his name? It was, it's like Logan's friend, right? Yeah, it's Logan's George, friend. George, right? Yes, yeah. it's George. George. George was talking about how he was in an argument with his dad, and Shaq said, uh, well, after this podcast, call him and tell him you love him because you may never know what's going to happen. You, you may never know. Um, when the last time you talked to him, because, um, one day I went to bed and the next morning I woke up, Kobe Bryant was dead. And he said the next day, um, I woke up and, Oh, who did he, someone else passed away. I can't remember, but it was one of his close friends again. It was in a matter of, Oh, that's right. It was his, um, one of his sisters passed away and then Kobe Bryant passed away like a couple of days later and all in a short span of time. So always open up is what I'm saying because you should never really be afraid to open up um, because who may, you may never know. Sometimes that's how you bring, that's how people get closer and how you bring people together. Um, and when it comes to like therapy, this is something that I've like learned recently because I, I was one that didn't really like therapy or like didn't really believe in therapy. I heard this quote or just kind of like this metaphor, which it's not like it's a it's a metaphor that opened my eyes really. When you go shopping for shoes, what do you do? Which shoes? You try them on. See you try them fit. on and see if they fit, if they like it. That's the same thing with therapy. You're not going to find one one therapist and say they're going to be the best one. You try a different therapist and see which one fits the best for you. Same thing with shoes. I think you that's a good analogy. I hadn't thought about it like that before. Um I think you open the door a little bit to something that I've thought about sometimes, which is that I, one of my, I'm trying to think of the way to phrase this, 
something I guess that I'm proud of. I was going to say one of my best qualities. That's like borderline arrogance. <laughs> I didn't want to phrase it like that, but fair enough. Something that I'm proud of is that I love to, evidently, <laughs> I love to tell stories, and I love oh, yeah, to sure. base my stories off of experience. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the experience that I gather up is due big in part to interactions that I have with people. And mm-hmm. that just comes from what we were talking about, just simply listening to people. Mm-hmm. And something, the thing that you opened the door to um, that I was talking about a second ago was that there are times where people may come to me with whatever they're dealing with, good mm-hmm. or bad, and they just express themselves and I'm just there and I'm listening to them. Mm-hmm. And a problem that I deal with is I wish that I could have all the answers, especially if it's something yeah. wrong or something negative. I wish I could have all the answers because especially with these people, more often it's friends and family mm-hmm. that come to me and talk to me about these kinds of things. You you just feel bad kind of just having to look at them and not be able to solve this problem for them, even mm-hmm. though like what you said, which is totally true, they just sometimes need somebody to talk to about it. Mm. It's It sucks, and it's unfortunate that sometimes you just have to sit there and be like, yeah, I mean, I'd... I'd, I'd. Because I've been in plenty of situations where I'll even tell the person I'm not qualified enough to answer this mm-hmm. question, but based off what you said, here's my interpretation of it, or yeah. here's how I would go about it. Mm-hmm. And... Sometimes not knowing all of the answers to these questions also kind of helps me formulate my own opinion on the subject. And that's the beauty of it, which is what turns into my stories that I tell people. And obviously there's confidentiality and stuff like that. So I'm not going around being like, guess what so-and-so said to me the other day because that's not right. But um, yeah, I think that that's something that I struggle with. I'm sure you struggle with it and a lot of other people just wanting to know the answers mm-hmm. and trying to help people out as much as we can. But sometimes I think what we fail to realize and what's been the bulk of what we've been talking about for the past 10 minutes or so is that sometimes the answer is just silence. Yeah, and I think that's... I think when you talk about the problem of like wanting to know the answer or wanting to like help them solve this problem. I think this goes back to um, the, the saying that I keep bringing up is um, trying to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Um, in that case, we're just kind of like, we're not in an uncomfortable situation. We just feel uncomfortable because we don't know how to help. We don't know how to give those answers. And I think we feel this way because like you said we want to help we want to give those answers and we don't know what to do like i think honestly what we sh- what we should do is just be there and just be sometimes it could be a, a shoulder to cry on someone to be there to listen someone to um you know just someone there to be happy with afterwards you know because sometimes people whenever they do get sad or whenever they do go th- go through things um they get in a deep rabbit hole and sometimes they need other people there to bring them out of that rabbit hole because I can't tell you the amount of times that I've been sad and, you know, talk to you about things. And you just say something funny and it brings me some joy a little bit. And it changes my whole mood because 
you know, five seconds ago, I could be sad talking about something. And then five seconds later, we're laughing because you brought me out of that rabbit hole and it helped. And that's, that's honestly what it is. Sometimes you don't need to solve it. Sometimes you just need to help them change their mood. Um, yeah, that's, I just wanted to keep going. I had something that I was going to base off what you're talking about. Was there something? No, I'm done after that. (laughs) And scene. Um, Gosh, dang it. I completely forgot what I was just going to talk about. Um, Well, this is awkward. Well, so there was was one thing. Hopefully, talking about this, maybe it'll spark back what I was Mm -hmm. going to talk about. So, briefly, going back to the Autumn Snyder story, there was also a scene in the middle of the movie that I had forgotten about because it was pretty quick. Um, mm-hmm. But there was a when Bruce Wayne, Batman, went to Barry Allen, the Flash, mm-hmm. his lab. He he picked him up in his car and they went onto like a interstate ramp or something yeah. on the highway. I don't know the yeah. I'm not a architect or whatever. I don't know the technical <laughs> yeah. I don't know the technical term for it, but. As they were going up this ramp, there was a billboard mm-hmm. that had the message on it, you are not alone. Wow. And Snyder put that in there as kind of a tribute to Autumn. Yeah. And I don't know the official organization's name, but it was affiliated with the American Association for like Suicide Prevention or something. Yeah. Um, but he threw that in the movie and... I forgot about it because, I mean, also the movie's four hours long, so yeah. there's like a lot of parts to it. But yeah. going back and watching the video that I did yesterday about the whole thing, uh, I thought that was really sweet that yeah. he incorporated that in there. I think like suicide and like that topic, it's just a topic that's very hard to t- talk about in general. Um Because that kind of comes back to the source of what we're talking about is weakness. Like... A lot of people that I know that go through depression and um, just forms of sadness or forms of anxiety, personally, even me too, um, we feel a sense of weakness. We feel this sense because, um, because of that idea that we feel alone, because we feel like we're the only people that feel this, we're the only people that understand what we're going through versus... Um, there are some people that might understand what you're saying, like what you're going through, what you're saying. Granted, it might not be on the same scale. Sometimes it might not even be the same at all, but having that sense of, um, comfort that, you know, someone's out there that is going through the same thing with you really does help. Just having that comfortness of like someone can relate to me someone is like very similar to me which like i kind of feel that comfort with you because like you i feel like you kind of understand what i go through and like vice versa in a lot of cases so weakness is such like it's such a good topic because like it can be taken in so many directions as well um i don't know if you wanted to take it in a different direction or anything but i well i had to remember what i was going to talk about um which this might be my direction okay um it sort of relates back to autumn a little bit but so you know this some people know this some people listen to it might not know this but for my birthday i'm not a big birthday person mm-hmm. i think i talked about this on the first podcast maybe mm-hmm. um but for this past birthday i made a post and i shared kind of a little 
tale, so to speak, about what had been going on in my mind leading up to my birthday. And one of the things that I had talked about was, and what Autumn went through, was that I felt that I was stuck in the cycle of trying to find out who I am mm-hmm. or who I'm going to be. Mm-hmm. And while it's good to set goals for yourself and have these aspirations mm-hmm. that you put in place, it can be a very difficult task to take on to continuously think about that question. Yeah, And I found myself a lot and a part of the struggles that I'm going through currently have dealt a lot with who am I and what I want to be. Mm-hmm. And like I said in um, this post that I made about it, there's been times where I've just been like, this is pointless. I don't know what I'm doing. I mm-hmm. should just give up in whatever way that meant. Mm-hmm. But I think that, and also going back to what we've talked about in the past, now is just not the time to think about something like that. Mm-hmm. And I don't I don't want to say when there is a time to think about that. I don't say if you should even be thinking about that at all. Mm-hmm. I think that maybe it should just run its course mm-hmm. and you'll get to a point later on in life where you'll be like, hey, this is what I'm here for. This is what I'm made for. Mm-hmm. Because there's also some aspects in life. I won't go into full detail about mm-hmm. it, but there's some aspects in life where I'm just like, I'm not made for this. Mm-hmm. But sometimes that's okay and that's fine yeah. because part of my weakness or maybe for lack of a better term is that I'm not good at certain things, mm-hmm. but that's not a bad thing. That's yeah, not a negative. Not. And Everyone has their own strengths. Yeah, so I'm, I know that I'm not good at particular things, but I know that, and you can call this arrogance for saying this. I don't think it is because I think it's just in part being truthful to yourself because Mm -hmm. i think people do need to kind of have this mentality a little bit is that yeah there's going to be some things that you might not be phenomenal at but if you turn around and look in the mirror there are things that you are really good at like oh yeah that's not arrogance at all like what i've what i was talking about earlier i think that i'm a pretty decent storyteller Mm -hmm. i think that i communicate with people pretty well i mean sometimes you know relationships take their course and you know maybe sometimes things don't really work out very well Mm -hmm. um but in terms of just a fundamental level i think i'm very open to just hey if something's wrong let's talk about this Mm -hmm. and i look at those and i say like you were talking about earlier and kind of just the whole central idea of this is that those are my strengths Mm -hmm. i i do have weaknesses or what Mm -hmm. we consider to be weaknesses but I don't want to say I guarantee you because people are going to look at it in how they're entitled to. But Mm -hmm. for every weakness that I feel like I have, I feel like there's like two strengths that come of it. And overcoming or dealing with said weakness that you believe that you have is Mm -hmm. a strength. Yeah, it is. See, it's – so you actually like brought this – not idea, but like you kind of reminded me of – What's been going on with like student athletes a lot, not recently, but more like last year. I don't know if you heard about it, but last year there was a lot of, um, there was a huge increase in student athlete suicide in college. So, um, I don't think I heard about it. Yeah. There was, um, there was like a big national thing that was going on. There was about like, I would say, I want to say about like 50 students, maybe a little bit more across the nation had like 
suicide, and they were all related to student athletes. Um, they were like big schools too, like LSU, UCLA, like big athletic schools. Um, and that's kind of one of the reasons why I want to go into like the field. I want like um, was it student athlete like psychology, athletic psychology, and stuff like that. Um, but this brings back to the idea of your weakness, what you're talking about, um, and like not knowing like your worth. And I'm not saying this is a weakness for any student athletes or just in general, but a lot of the times that a lot of reasons why us as individuals don't feel like a, a sense of worth or sometimes we don't feel like we know what we're doing is because we don't have the sense of control over something. Like I know for a while, like I don't know if you remember, but last summer, I was talking to you about like I felt like I wasn't doing anything. I wasn't able to do anything during the summer because I had no sense of control. I wasn't working. I was looking for a job. Couldn't find it. Um, cheer was starting up for the first time for me, so I was like anxious about it, but like haven't done anything about it. Literally just sat at home and did nothing all day, and I didn't have a sense of control. Couldn't do anything, um, and I felt worthless. Like I felt like I couldn't do anything, but like once obviously cheer started up and once I was able to find a job that was something I could control I can start going to work I can start practicing and stuff like that that gave me a sense of this is something I can do to work on and get better I think having like those a lot of athletes um whenever they go through like injuries and stuff like that that is how a lot of people lose their sense of worth because they lose their sense of control too because especially student athletes, a lot of their life is dedicated to being an athlete. Um, I know some like teammates that I have like are that just got injured or like don't know what to do. Like they talk about wanting to quit, quit the team because they just got injured. They don't know what to do. Like they feel like shattered. And I, I kind of understand that. Like whenever you have an injury, like you feel like you don't know what to do. You can't do anything anymore. So the sense of worth is really revolved around like, I guess the idea of control and like it's also okay to not have that control. Like in my, in my life that I've learned, I kind of go by this, like saying as just trust the process. It's not about where the destination is about the journey. Um, and the journey is never pretty. I would say that now the journey is never pretty, but the journey is really what gets you to be the person you are. So Regardless of if you feel like you're in a chaotic world or in a very controlled world, just know that if you keep going with it and keep trusting it, it will bring you out of the deep rabbit hole you are in. So, yeah. It's just so bringing up athletes actually just mm -hmm. reminded me of a story. I don't know if I told you about this. I don't remember if I was telling somebody about this or if I just watched the video. No, I did this for, it was something for like a school assignment or something mm -hmm. that I wrote about, but that what you were talking about actually just reminded me of a story. So John Wall, you know who John Wall is? Yeah. So John Wall, he is going to be playing for the Clippers this season, but for the past two years, I believe he's been injured or mm -hmm. on and off. I think one year, maybe he played like a very small amount of games, but for a year at least, because he tore his Achilles, so mm -hmm. he was out of commission for yeah. like a long time. Um, but John Wall shared a story within the past few months about when he tore his Achilles 
while going through rehab and everything with that, he felt powerless and he felt like he had no con- control over everything. Because mm-hmm. when you tear your Achilles, you, you're pretty mobile. You can't yeah. really do yeah. much other than your exercise and stuff to try and rehabilitate. Mm-hmm. But through him rehabilitating, his mom, I think the story was, again, if I'm getting this wrong, I apologize, but his mom, I believe, got COVID and she died from it. Dang. So while he was in his journey of his self-doubt and his whole, am I going to bounce back from this Achilles injury? Mm-hmm. He lost one of the most important people in his life, yeah. if not the most important woman in his life or just person in general. Uh-huh. So he shared with, I think it was ESPN or somebody that he he went through like a really, really, really dark stage. Yeah. He said the darkest of his life where yeah. he thought about committing suicide. Yeah. He just felt like like everything was going wrong because i think it was he tore his achilles his mom passed something else happened i don't Mm -hmm. remember what it was but just nothing seemed to be going right for him Mm -hmm. and through the process of gaining his strength back in his leg Mm -hmm. and from his achilles tear mentally he said that just spending time with his family and surrounding himself with people that he cared about kind of put him back on the right track yeah. and in that interview you could tell too like the tone shifted when he was talking about the whole thing because obviously it's a tragic tragic thing yeah. not only to go through the injury but obviously the death of his mother but mm-hmm. um in other interviews and things like that you just see him smiling now and you find it really inspiring to see some of that went through stuff like that Mm -hmm. to bounce back as much as he did. And I think part of also too what my post was talking about when I made it some two, three weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Maybe more now actually. It's almost been a month, yeah. Yeah. Um even throughout those times where I just saw no light at the end of the tunnel Mm -hmm. and I for whatever reason, whatever was going wrong with me, I just it it seemed like I just couldn't go up from where I was. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, like you were saying, I would just talk to somebody and laugh and completely forget about what I was going through. Mm-hmm. And the what I had written down was at the end of the day, I just couldn't help but love life more than I dreaded it. Mm-hmm. And I know that that's a hard thing to say because obviously there's people out there that just that sentence just doesn't make sense to them because mm-hmm. they feel that whatever they're going through or, or lack thereof, things that aren't going well for them, there's just no going up from it. Mm-hmm. But, and I hope that saying this, it's obviously not to brag about like, oh, well, I always find a way, so you should too. Mm-hmm. But I think, I hope that it brings the message that even though there are going to be really bad days, mm-hmm. like really bad days, I I know, trust me, I just, not even searching for goodness because mm-hmm. in those really bad moments, speaking from my experience and I've heard stories of others doing this as well, you just want to like stay there. Like you don't want to try and find a source of inspiration or happiness. You just mm-hmm. kind of want to let it happen and deal with your funk. Mm -hmm. But like I was saying, without even trying sometimes, I'll either go to work or, because also there's been times where, I don't know if I've told you this, but I could just be having a really, really bad day Mm -hmm. and there'll be times where I'm going to go into work and I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to talk to anybody. Yeah, you talk to And it 
it doesn't make sense. He's like, why would you do that? Like, mm-hmm. everybody knows you to be a super cheerful and happy person. But there's been days where I'll go into work and I'm like, I'm not talking to anybody today. I'm just putting my head down, doing my work. It's not worth it. It's not worth my time. It's not worth my energy. It's not worth mm-hmm. my effort. And within five minutes, I'm laughing and I'm talking to my coworkers. Mm-hmm. And the part that's on purpose is me trying to put myself in this funk. But completely on accident, my whole attitude is changed. turns around because mm-hmm. there are just so many beautiful and amazing people out there. And a good reason as to why I started this or I wanted to start this podcast in the first place is to show the world or whoever's listening who they are. Yeah. Zuri, I consider to be obviously one of those people. And I was, I, I'll say we, because obviously this, you're a part of it, but mm-hmm. we are blessed and privileged to have people like her on the yeah, podcast. And obviously, hopefully down the road, we're going to have a bevy of other. Oh Yeah super interesting and inspirational people that we can get your perspective on what we're talking about stuff that you go through and hopefully there are a lot of lessons and just general information that people Mm -hmm. can learn from kind of the stuff that we talk about Mm -hmm. so well dang you 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 sealed that real good um i feel like i almost don't know like what to say after that um, but I kind of want to like, if you don't mind, I don't know if you were going with like a different path down after the, after what you just said. Um, but I kind of want to, I guess like shift gears. I mean, not really shift gears. It's still the topic of weakness, but like looking at weakness, like a different perspective. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I get the, the clapping sound, the, the applause button going on for that. Every, every time we would say perspective, we just gotta be like. Whoa. I don't know which one's the applause button. I think it's the yeah, fourth one. I don't want jazz. No, no, no. Don't <laughs> I don't want jazz music to start playing because this recorder has preset audio. So I yeah. think one of them was like smooth jazz. <laughs> but yeah, what are you saying? Um, but I kind of want to look at perspective in the sense of like, um, weakness. I meant weakness. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. Stuck I was in perspective, but I'm yeah. thinking. I want to look at weakness into perspective. Sorry, I got that flip flop. Want to look at weakness into perspective of like your actual characteristics because we were talking about a lot of people like how we think the weaknesses we have or like the, we think the um like what weaknesses we think we have and what weaknesses we um hold ourselves back because of certain like weaknesses but i actually want to think about like and talk about what weakness that you know we struggle with trying to i guess um get better at or we want to like improve on things like i can i can say one of my weaknesses that i want to like improve on a little bit more is talking about my emotions and is talking about like or just like getting in like better habits of certain things as in like sometimes i do i'm the same way where i kind of get sometimes in a negative headspace where you know, I'm kind of like, all right, I'm not going to talk to people. And, like, that actually, like, follows through sometimes. And, like, having those um, dark negative thoughts, like, bleed through my day rather than just, like, not shoving it down but, like, kind of dealing with it when I feel it and then leaving it behind. Like, I want to talk about, like, those types of characteristics. Or literally, like, you could talk about characteristics of, like, um, 
one weakness I feel like I should like work on is like I don't know waking up in a better schedule or stuff like that. So because there is different ways of like weakness, it doesn't necessarily have to be talking about in like a depressive manner. It could literally be talking about weaknesses in you know like your everyday life. I don't know if you have like any weaknesses that you feel like you want to improve on. Um, cause I know I do. I was, I'll, I'll just throw this in there really quickly, mm-hmm. but I was thinking about actually when we were at the grocery store earlier is that what I consider to be a weakness is I really want to get into a better habit of sleep schedule and how I eat. Yeah. I I've, I've eaten a lot healthier recently, but mm-hmm. just there's days where I just, other than for class and stuff like that, where yeah. I just need to just for the betterment of myself, I know I don't need to be sleeping as much as I do. And I'm like, okay, you need to wake up. <laughs> yeah. And I'll wake up at those times and then I'll be like, oh, what? Like, it's still dark out? And then I'll, I'll just yeah. go back to sleep. So that's one thing that I want to work on. Yeah. Well, see, weakness is like such an interesting topic because like a lot of people, one thing I hear about weakness a lot, and this is just because I'm an athlete and I hear this a lot, is that have you ever heard the phrase like we're only as strong as our weakest link so like yeah i hear that i've heard that kind of like a lot recently yeah so like that's kind of um what i guess my team is kind of like going through right now because personally this is just a me thing i feel like i'm one of the weakest links on the team as much as like other people will say no thomas you're really good but like just in my perspective i feel like i can do so much better but like i don't know why i can't like i'm struggling to like try to like struggling to be better and stuff like that and i don't know if that's like a mindset or something like that but i feel like at the same time like being as strong as your weakest link shouldn't be a bad thing honestly because everyone whenever people hear that like people think of it as like a bad or negative connotation versus like sometimes like there's a reason why the weakest link is the the way it is like sometimes it's not nurtured right sometimes it's not you know being given enough attention sometimes um or sometimes it's just like i guess not being listened to you know so um once again i just feel like i'm the weakest link right now on the team and i feel like i can't really do anything or like you know get better um but sometimes, like, that's not a bad thing because, like, sometimes I might need to take a step back and just reevaluate things. So I don't know how you feel about, like, the um, we're only as strong as, like, our weakest link, like, phrase and how that would, like, apply to you. Because I think the only way that it w- would apply to you would probably be, like, work or maybe, like, sometimes we play video games. I'm 100% sure how that would apply to you. But, um, yeah, it's just a topic i've been thinking about recently so um that one i think for me i think i i look at it sort of in the sense of more like derogatory because if you look at it as who the weak link is or who Mm -hmm. people consider to be the weak link you're like oh they're worthless they're just an anchor kind of like dragging people down um i don't have a whole lot of specific examples really maybe that i can draw from it like you said Mm -hmm. maybe work would probably be the best one Mm -hmm. But I think, honestly, a pretty cool thing in that topic of conversation is that, especially in terms of, like, a team Mm -hmm. manner, like cheerleading, football, basketball, whatever you want it to be, the weak link that maybe some people consider, a lot of people, so long as they're not, like, jerks, which Mm -hmm. I hope to have more faith in people than that, but the weak link, quote-unquote, that people 
consider a lot of times the people that are better in whatever respective team or field or whatever we're talking about mm-hmm. try to bring out the best in those people and sometimes that can end up with them saying like oh we don't have any weaknesses because maybe they did at one point but then whoever was the weak link and they saw oh hey i need to improve upon something mm-hmm. or people that were helping them they were like oh yeah you know what i could be doing that better and they worked their you That's know off. what's off yeah and they got better and now there isn't a weak link. So that's the only way really that I can look at it. I don't have mm-hmm. a lot of, I guess, better examples. Yeah, I, I can understand that. Well, I was going to ask you, so this is kind of like a, not a random question, but kind of like a question related to weakness and not really about like teams, but like when you hear like the word weakness, what's like, do you, I guess this is a better way to explain, uh, like ask it. When you hear weakness, do you correlate weakness with anything that you have in your life? Like, what do you mean? So I know that's what you're trying to think of. Yeah. Like, so like what I'm trying to say is like for me, and I'm thinking, I don't know why I'm thinking of this, but it's kind of like Superman. The reason why he hides his identity is because he has people he cares about in his world because they know that's their weakness. That's his weakness. So he doesn't want to reveal his identity. So. Yes. Okay. Now that you phrase it like that, maybe no, actually. because Okay. I have an answer, mm-hmm. but it it can come off as kind of like being full of myself a little bit. But you know what? I'm going to say it anyway. Yeah, because I want to hear it. Because we'll see. Um, For the sake of this conversation, I'll label it as a weakness. I don't really necessarily see it as a weakness. Mm -hmm. I just kind of see that as who I am, and Mm -hmm. I just embrace that. But I have had some people say that I'm too nice, and I just kind of let Mm -hmm. people walk all over me sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, Which... Honestly, to a certain extent, they're not wrong, and which is why I didn't want to say that because I didn't want to be like, oh, well, I'm too perfect. I don't yeah. want to. But there are definitely times where maybe somebody else would do something wrong and maybe they need to apologize for it. But I'm like, oh, it's okay. Like, that's my bad. And yeah. I just kind of like get stepped on mm-hmm. when in reality, that's something that we should talk through and be like, hey, yeah, here's yeah. why. Maybe not hurt my feelings, but here's why I maybe felt like disrespected and Mm -hmm. kind of we need to address this and not have me just be like, oh, you're Mm -hmm. totally fine and just brush it off completely. Mm -hmm. Well, so now that you bring that up, because I was thinking of like in a whole different manner, but I actually like that topic better where um, I actually had this like meeting with my team. I think it was, when was it? I think it was on Monday. Um we were meeting with the sports psychologist on our campus and she was actually talking about like the idea of like self care and like what forms of self care do we do in order to, you know, take care of ourselves. Um, and she brought up this, um, scenario that I like have been in multiple times, but I've never thought about this. Um, she thought of like the scenario of like, if someone asked you for something or like someone asked you to do something for them, right? If you're very oftenly say yes to do it, I think sometimes a good self care would be to say no. 
um, which like never really clicked in my head because just like you, where you say you're like, you feel like you're too nice. I'm the same way. Like a lot of people ask me for things like, and I'm okay with just doing it. Like one of my friends, um, for example, if, uh, if they call me and they're stuck on the side of the road or something and they're like two hours away and they say, Hey Thomas, can you pick me up? I'll be like, I got you. Like, because I'm just that kind of person. Like I'll drive two hours to come pick you up and like help you with things. Um, when in reality they could probably if there's probably someone closer to her to help her or another sense would be like hey have you done the homework yet i um am stuck studying for chemistry like i haven't been able to do the homework can you help me with it i'd be like sure even though my homework's probably not due until like a couple days later um and i'm just that kind of person just to say yes but i can see how that's a weakness sometimes because then sometimes i overbook myself that i'm just not ready for and then in proxy you kind of just you get hurt yourself mm-hmm. because you're just always doing stuff for people which mm-hmm. i know this isn't what you're saying i just want to put this out there the, yeah. the message in this is don't like if somebody asks you for help and they're in like dire need of something and you're like the only person to be like mm-hmm. oh nah just like spare yourself yeah. clearly if if it's something like super urgent obviously mm-hmm. be there for something but but yeah it the message is that it's okay to say no in some cases um when it comes to like small things that you know, maybe other people can do, maybe can help with like, for example, if someone, I mean, the one that I've recently said no to for me would be like, Hey, can you help me with the gym or something? Or can you go to the gym with me? I am usually one to say, yeah, I'm all down to go to the gym with people and help with people. But like sometimes, actually a lot of times I need gym workouts for myself just for my own mental health, because that helps me clear my head. That helps me like you know, deal with the things that that's going on in my head. And I sometimes just need to say, um, no, sorry, I just need to work out by myself today. It's nothing against you. It's just, I need to do it for myself. That's it. Um, and most of the time they do understand there's sometimes where they're like, uh, like, you just not like working out with me. Like, no, that's not the case. It's just, you know, I just need this for myself, you know, some time, time alone, because, um, just like you were saying, I overbook myself a lot. And I almost sometimes have no time to myself. So I need that that designated time to myself, um, which I see is my one of, one of my weaknesses that I want to get better at, like figuring out when to figuring out when to like say yes and no to people. So um, when I was going with the idea of like the Superman and like the people in your life for weakness, I was talking about, I mean, like how you went about it. I liked it way better, but I was talking about like, is there people that you feel weakness towards? And what I mean, like, what I mean by weakness towards, like, I'm have like a weak spot for my family, if that makes sense. Because oh, I see where you're going. With yeah, this. like, um, yes, I do. Well, would you say? Let me ask. This is kind of like a weird question, but would you say you have a weak spot for all your friends? Judging by what we just talked about, yes, because mm-hmm. I find myself, I feel like, in a good amount of situations where I'll do what I just said not to do, which is kind of overextend myself a little bit and mm-hmm. just be like, okay, sure, I'll do that. Mm-hmm. And actually, I'm learning about something like this in sociology, sort of. This is a little bit of a stretch, and mm-hmm. we we're talking about learning about stuff in sociology, so go college. Yeah. Um, but there's types of behavior where it's... It could be selfish and beneficial just to yourself. Mm-hmm. There's another one where it 
doesn't harm anybody. So the example that they used was skipping school. Mm-hmm. So the first one was, um, shoot. There were there were three different words. I, I don't remember the words, but the the message was more important. One of them was skipping class doesn't hurt anybody. Mm-hmm. Maybe not like directly. The yeah. last one was, okay, well, skipping class skipping class hurts my grades, but also if somebody's paying for it or there's time mm-hmm. allotted to doing it, it hurts me there. Mm-hmm. But also, I think the first one was. Uh, well, why not skip skip class? Skipping class is cool or something like that. And that was mm-hmm. the more like selfish approach to it. Mm-hmm. So I think in the context of what we were just talking about, I, and all my friends or whoever's listening to this, I'm not saying that you guys are weaknesses to me, but there's definitely times probably where I do too much as opposed to just doing enough, mm-hmm. I guess. I think just to reiterate what he's saying, like – our friends isn't a weakness to us. The reason why we say weakness is because you guys are our strengths that we have a weakness for, if that makes sense. Ooh, that's deep if you think about it. Mm-hmm. Quite poetic. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like... <laughs> Edgar Allan Poe over here. <laughs> but like, yeah, if you think about it, like the people that give you your strength is also your weakness because um, I feel... Oh, wow. This... I just... You're weak? Ooh. I can ping pong off this. It can become your weakness when the strength gets taken away from you. I was just about to say, uh, you know what's funny? I was just about to say, our strengths, our strengths is a double-edged sword because as much as it helps us, it can also hurt us at the same time because the best example I could think of is relationships. Whenever people are dating um, significant others, it is... You know, some people will say like they're love their life, but then when they break up, it's really hard on them. It's like, feels like you just got ripped, like a heart ripped out of you. So it's, it's like the, like I said, double edged sword, like your strengths is your weakness. It's literally like a glass. Like you see yourself happy, but once that's shattered, you don't see the happiness anymore. Oof. Dang, man. Woo. I'm proud of you. Thanks. I was struggling with words tonight, so that made that made me feel better. <laughs> I feel like I redeemed myself with Screw words. Screw you, English. Take that one for real. Well, is there any you other? Did you exhaust yourself? Yeah, I like literally exhausted myself. Um, that, that used a lot of brain power. That was really good. That was a really good insight. I think um, we are pushing on time a little bit. Okay. So I didn't want to cut you off, obviously, in the middle of the conversation. Mm-hmm. But I think that. The center topic of weakness, obviously, or not obviously, but it's up to interpretation. But I think that it mm-hmm. um, paved way to some pretty good examples and conversations that we mm-hmm. had. Um, I was going to loop it back around with what I was saying earlier, mm-hmm. um, if unless you had some Go closing statements you wanted to make. But if you didn't learn anything through the process of listening to this episode... At least take this away from it. You are so much stronger than you realize you are. And as much as you want to tell yourself that you're not enough, trust me, you are. Mm -hmm. And there's plenty of times and instances where I've tried to tell myself that. And constantly, if not every day, pretty close to it, I'm reminded that there are people that see you for your worth Mm -hmm. 
you just need to find out who those people are. Mm-hmm. And the last thing that I was going to say was that please be there for somebody. And like the Shaq story that you brought up earlier, even if it doesn't necessarily have to be somebody maybe that you're like beefing with mm-hmm. or you guys have a specific problem that you're dealing with right now. If there's somebody that you haven't talked to in a while or somebody that you miss, call them, text them. Just say I miss you. Just say I miss you. Mm-hmm. There's there's people out there in the world that I love that I've never even met before. Mm-hmm. And the best thing that you can possibly do is to be there for somebody. So mm-hmm. I actually got reminded um, today, actually. Um, so I know I know you guys don't know, but... I was at the ER yesterday because I was getting, I had like a cut on my face from practice. Um, and you got the people's elbow to the eye. Yeah. I got elbowed in the face from practice, but I was at the ER yesterday and, um, obviously I was kind of by myself cause this was during practice. This was during like a lot of people was doing something. So I was just at the ER by myself. Um, and I usually go to things by myself all the time, but I felt I did feel really lonely, but I got, reminded yesterday and today that i was never alone during that even though i was physically alone i was never alone like you had you were checking up on me kayla was checking up on me my friend one of my best friends brooke she was checking up on me she said hey are you okay um and she said this quote today that really really like made that made me like realize it let me pull it up real quick um what it, it, it goes along the line of Hold on, I'm going to open up because I really was super happy. Um, she said, okay, I love you. Just make sure just make sure you're good. Um, I know we're both busy, but I'm always here and always in your corner if you need me. And that really, like, I don't know, spoke to me because I guess people see themselves like they're in the corner by themselves. But in reality, you're in a corner full of people with you. So, um as much as you think you might be alone, you're never alone. Um, there's always people out there to help you. Um, and if you feel like you don't have anyone, we're always here for you. Um, you can always send us a message. Um, I feel like most of the people that are listening to this knows us. So um, shoot us a text, shoot us a call. We'll always answer. Um, if not, we'll always try to answer or get back to you as soon as possible. Um, and if you're comfortable enough with it you are always welcome on the podcast to talk about whatever you want to and as comfortable as you want to be about it so we would love to hear your perspective on things there you go and roll credits but um (laughs) fortunate son oh my goodness what a weird song choice but um yeah so stay true to yourself and we look forward to seeing you all next week. Thank you for tuning into this episode. And see you in the next one. Don't stop being beautiful people. There you go. Peace. Bye.